Welcome to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance with Monique Malcolm, a podcast about brilliant people leveraging their passions to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the course of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast or come hang out with me on Instagram at starchasersonly. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, Star Chasers, this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance is brought to you by the Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a goal setting guide, mini vision board and day planner. It provides a simple structure to help you break your goals into actionable steps that you can integrate into your daily life. Pre-orders are now open for the new and improved Galaxy Visionary Journal. For more information and to pre-order a copy, visit visionaryjournal.co. Welcome to mini number 11. If you need more information about this episode or show notes, you can find them at keepchasingthestars.com backslash M11. Today, I want to talk about collaboration, specifically how to go about pitching a successful creative collaboration, because I have discovered that people are really, really bad at pitching collaborations. And I don't know where the disconnect comes with them understanding like what a collaboration really should be and how it should be mutually beneficial to both people. But honestly, I get a lot of really bad collaborative pitches, like just so bad that I can't even consider them. I delete them. And that makes me feel horrible because one, I like being a nice person, but more importantly, like I love the idea of collaborating and I would love to work with more people, but more often than not, their pitches are self-serving. They don't give me enough information. They're not doing the work to really convince me that I should spend my time trying to work with them. So I want to talk about that today and offer up some ideas for mutually beneficial collaborative opportunities and just some do's and don'ts of pitching people for a collaboration. So grab your notes. Let's jump right in. So why should you even care about collaborating? Like why collaborate? So I have found that many creatives struggle with how to gain visibility and grow their audiences. And I get it. The internet is noisy. There's, you know, everybody's tweeting, everybody's Instagramming, everybody's posting. And it's really simple to get lost in a sea of look at me, do this, buy this. I'm the coolest type thing. But when you do a collaboration, It's allowing you to get in front of somebody else's audience and vice versa. So basically you are pooling two audiences. You're getting double the people in one shot. And that's a really kind of cool feeling and really cool idea once you think about like how much more your reach could be if you partner with the right people. And also collaborations help give you instant credibility. So if you collaborate with somebody They are telling their audience, like, you're legit. They're vouching for you because would you collaborate with somebody that you found to be shady or distrustful? No, hopefully not. So by doing a collaboration with somebody else, you're saying, like, this person, you should check them out. You should work with them. I think that they're cool. And if you think about it, that's essentially what I do on this podcast when I have guests. Every guest I have, I go and screen them. A lot of times they're people that I know or I've admired But I'm basically giving them a platform in front of my audience and saying, hey, this person is really neat. I love what they're doing. You should check them out because you probably think they're neat too. So when you think about how collaboration is beneficial, you really have to think like it's a give and take. 
So both parties should be able to benefit from it at some point. So a few ideas for mutually beneficial collaborative opportunities. The first one, we hear a lot of talk about this, webinars. Webinars are really straightforward. Two people getting on there and, you know, waxing poetic about a topic that they both have a lot of information about. It's a really easy way to collaborate. But what if you don't want to be on camera or what if you want to do something beyond webinars because, uh, webinars are boring. Other things you consider, as I just mentioned, podcast episodes. So if you have a podcast and you know somebody else who has a podcast, you guys can collaborate on an episode. You can exchange episodes on each other's podcasts. So it's a collaboration. And I'm actually planning to do this with a friend of mine who has a podcast. We're going to exchange episodes. So you know, there's ways that you can work that out. Instagram takeovers. These are becoming popular, especially with Insta stories. So, you know, somebody gives you the reins to their Instagram audience and lets you show up behind the scenes of your business or, you know, whatever it is. One um, one Instagram account that comes to mind is the One Woman Shop. They let different solo womenpreneurs um, get on their Instagram feed and show like a day in life type thing. Bundle deals. So if you have products, digital or even physical products, you can bundle them up with another person or with several people. So I've seen that as a really popular strategy, like those 72 hour flash sales where it's like you get 15 products for $99 and you only have 72 hours to purchase it. Well, if you think about the combined power of 15 people, 15 audiences, sharing this product all in a short period of time, you're getting yourself in front of a lot of other people, a lot of new faces. And if your product's really good, it's a good way to uh, play the long game and benefit from it later on. So consider doing some type of bundle deal or getting in on somebody else's bundle deal. And even if you didn't want to go as big as a multi-person bundle deal, find a partner that you can bundle with to pitch your course or your service or whatever it is, your, your book. It doesn't have to be a ton of people. Other ideas, so guest teaching on Facebook Live or Periscope or Instagram stories, um, Instagram Live. So becoming a a guest expert, getting again in front of somebody else's audience and teaching them something. And that can be mutually beneficial because everybody needs more content and we don't always have enough time to present every single topic we know about. Or maybe it's something that you're not as strong in, but you can find a guest teacher that can really provide value to your audience. So again, mutually beneficial. It's a win-win. And then my last idea is co-host in-person events. So my friends, uh, Siobhan and Alicia, they are actually getting ready to do a in-person event in North Carolina called the Purpose, Passion, and Action. And it's like a three-hour live event. And I think that's super cool because Siobhan doesn't even live in North Carolina. So she's coming into North Carolina and getting a chance to meet members of her audience that she's never met in person and also getting in front of members of Alicia's audience. So they're going to do this together. So it's a really cool way that they are able to collaborate on this event together. So again, taking that idea, if you want to do in-person events, but you don't feel comfortable doing them alone or you don't want to do all of the work. Find somebody else that you can partner with. It does not have to be an out-of-state person. It can be somebody in the same state, in the same city. But figure out a way that you guys can mesh your expertise in a way that works for both audiences and then do an event. So a couple of do's and don'ts 
about collaborations because as I mentioned, I get a lot of bad pitches and I've been seeing like this topic come up quite a bit where people are talking about things that they don't like that happens when people pitch them or want to collaborate. So this is the number one thing that I hear people complain about all the time. And it's people not using their name in emails. And I'm going to admit, like when people, I start, first started hearing people complain about this, I was like, well, that's crazy. Like, why does that even matter? But once I started becoming on the receiving end of those emails, I started realizing that it's just really lazy because it's not hard to find my name. It's everywhere on my site. It's in my sidebar. It's on my about page. It's on my contact page. If you go to any of my social networks, my name is there. So for somebody to send me an email that says, hey there, or hey, Star Chaser, or, or no, they don't even use hey, Star Chaser. It's like, hey, keep chasing the stars, or hey, business owner. I just want to reply back and be like, ma'am, did you even look at my website, like at all, even a little bit? Because my name is there. It's not hard to find it. One of my don'ts, don't pitch someone unless you have an idea or suggestion about how you'd like to collaborate. And this is one that like grates on my nerves so badly because I will receive pitch pitches and somebody will be like, hey, I like your work. I think you're cool. We should collaborate. And I get those messages and I always think, okay, well, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Because you didn't offer me any suggestions about what we could do. Like you didn't give me any next steps. So I'm not going to do your work for you. I'm busy you reached out to me. So I would expect that you had something specific that you'd like to collaborate on. That's not to say when you send a pitch, you need to have all of the details worked out. No, but you should at least have, you know, come with a, I would love to collaborate with you on a webinar and here's some potential topics, or I would love to have you bundle your product with me. And here's what I'm thinking. Like give that person a stepping stone so that they can start seeing like, ooh, maybe this could be a good idea and they'll be interested enough to want to take more steps and potentially collaborate with you. Number three, make sure it's a good fit. And this is another one that I run into where people are wanting to collaborate, but their suggestions don't necessarily fit where I'm at or my audience. So you really need to research the people that you're pitching to And make sure that like whatever you're pitching is going to be a good fit. And an example of this would be like if somebody pitched me to discuss something about, you know, kids related topics. Well, even though I'm a mom, I don't talk about that in my business. So that's not a good fit for me. My audience is not looking to me for information about kids. Could it benefit some people in my audience? Sure. But I don't even know what angle to approach that because that's not what I talk about on a regular basis in my business. So it's not a good fit. This one should be obvious. Number four, make sure it's mutually beneficial. But even though I think it's obvious, it's really not because this is one of like the most common things that I find because I receive like because I sell physical products, T-shirts and planners, and I have done that for a number number of years. I receive numerous pitches where people have suggested that I send them free stuff and they'll review it on YouTube or they'll post it on their Instagram. And I always see these things when I go like look at their pages. I'm just like, did you spend any time looking at my audience or like my own website or social media to kind of get a feel for what I have going on? Because sometimes it's like teenagers and I'm just thinking like, no, 
you're not the right audience. Your audience is not going to be the right audience. So I'm not going to send you free product just because you told me to send it to you because it still costs money. That's stuff I have to take out of my inventory. That's money that I have to spend to ship that to you. And then I have to like chase you down and figure out how exactly this review is going to go go about. And I don't have time for that. So if you want to pitch somebody for product, show them how you plan to make it worth their time because everybody's busy and nobody wants to waste time or product sending it to somebody who's not a good fit. When it comes to pitching or sending an email about a collaborative idea, be brief. Do not, this is not the time to write like a five paragraph essay. Don't do it. Stick to the basics. Introduce yourself if the person's unfamiliar with you, then get straight to your ask. Be clear about what you want from them. So that's what I think about whenever I want to pitch somebody. I want to give them a brief intro. I'm Monique from Keep Chasing the Stars. This is what I talk about. You know, I love your work and this is why I think we should work together. Here's what I'm thinking. Think about what your ask is and then get straight to that. Like, don't try to fluff up the email with a lot of extra details. Get straight to what are you asking the person for? What is this going to require from them? Like those are the main things that your email pitches should answer. Who you are, what our commonality is, what you're asking for, and what this could potentially require of me. On a housekeeping note, make sure your website and your social presences look nice. Because again, appearances online are everything. So that's not to say that all your stuff has to be like beautiful and gorgeous like it just came straight out the pages of like Vogue. That's not what I'm saying, but it should be nice. It should be clean. It should be well put together. I should be able to go to your website or your social media pages and think, okay, this is nice. This is cute. I would not feel bad or I would not feel awkward about endorsing this person. Another tip, uh, try to get an idea of the person's target audience and be mindful of that. So check out their social media profiles and Try to see like who's engaging with them. Click on a few of the comments and see the type of people who are engaging with them. That will give you a really good indication of who their target audience is. And that will help you figure out if that matches up with you. And if this is, again, going to be something that's going to be mutually beneficial to that person. Be clear about what you want the person to do next. So when you pitch, do not do a soft pitch. If you want me to schedule a call with you or reply back, let me know that in the, in the end of your pitch. When you do your ask, let me know what my next steps are. Don't just leave it for me to figure out because if you leave it for that person to figure out, your email may end up deleted. So make sure that you have a really clear like call to action or next step that you want that person to do. How do you want them to proceed forward? And then my last two, one, be okay with hearing no or not at this time. And that's perfectly fine. Every pitch is not good for everybody and maybe the timing is bad or they can't do it for whatever reason. That's perfectly fine. Be okay with hearing no and then moving on. And then finally, don't forget to follow up. So if you send an email out and you haven't heard back after a few days or a week, send a follow-up email. What you don't need to do is continuously send a ton of emails and like, hey, did you get my email? I think One follow-up is good. If you're really, really interested in collaborating with that person, maybe two, but I wouldn't go beyond that. I would just let it go and accept that they have not responded back. And so 
it's a no or a not at this time. And those are my tips about creative collaborations. Hopefully you found those helpful and now you're feeling a bit more confident to go out there and pitch somebody for a mutually beneficial collaboration. And if you do, I would love to hear about it. So you can tweet me or you can hit me up on Instagram at Star Chasers Only for both of those social networks. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Learn more about this show and get access to show notes by visiting keepchasingthestars.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe for updates. I'll be back next week. And in the meantime, go out there and pimp your brilliance.